सो टू मी क्रिएटिविटी हैज़ ऑलवेज फेल्ट लाइक अ स्टेट ऑफ बींग अ वे ऑफ शोइंग अप फॉर योर सेल्फ एंड ट्राइंग टू मेक सेंस ऑफ द वर्ल्ड अराउंड यू एंड योर ओन फीलिंग्स एंड प्लेस इन इट ईदर बाय लीविंग अ मार्क और बाय कैप्चरिंग अ मोमेंट यू नो थ्रू अ फोटोग्राफ और अ वीडियो और अ स्केच एंड आई फील लाइक अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल बिलीव दैट क्रिएटिविटी इज ओनली मेंट फॉर अ सर्टन काइंड ऑफ पर्सन एंड दैट यू नीड टू अगेन बी सम काइंड ऑफ एक्सेंट्रिक आर्टिस्ट टाइप हु फिट्स इन टू अ सर्टन स्टीरियो टाइप टू बी एबल टू बी क्रिएटिव बट आई थिंक फॉर मी एट अ पर्सनल लेवल एंड थ्रू अलीपुर पोस्ट द बिलीफ हैज़ ऑलवेज बिन दैट वी नीड टू डेमोक्रेटाइज क्रिएटिविटी आई ट्राई एंड डू दैट थ्रू जीन्स विच आर अ रियली ईजी वे ऑफ गेटिंग एन आइडिया डाउन इन लाइक अ टाइनी ए फोर साइज एट पेज फॉर्मैट इट कुड ऑल्सो बी टू जस्ट अक्नोलेज दैट से वन योर इन अ कॉन्सर्ट एंड योर फीलिंग द रिदम एंड यू फील योर फीट टैपिंग टू द म्यूजिक दैट इट सेल्फ इज ऑल्सो बींग क्रिएटिव योर टैपिंग इन टू द धुन ऑफ ऑफ द म्यूजिक योर फीलिंग साउंड आई ऑल्सो फील लाइक expression is one side of creativity but um even just <clears throat> living a creative life or going on a walk and listening to uh, the sound of different bird calls or uh noticing patterns on a on a leaf that you find fascinating and then going and trying to find out the name of it all of that is creativity that we do come across on a day to day basis um and i feel like people really do need to explore that um we all could do with a went um or basically getting down a lot of that burden that's going on in our mind into some kind of condensed form you know be it a poem or a or a painting or a piece of music or spoken word or anything literally um but basically creating an outlet for yourself to um be able to yeah just i guess find yourself um in the process of doing and being and seeing the world around you through a certain lens hey everyone Welcome back to the Closet Writer Chronicles. I'm your host Sangeeta, aka the Moody Marshmallow. You just heard our guest for today, Rohini Kejriwal. Rohini is an independent writer, poet, and artist based out of Bangalore, India. She is the founder of the Alipo Post, a weekly newsletter on art, poetry, and creativity. You can find her work in publications like Scroll, First Post, The Quint, and others. In this episode we chat about her journey with the Alipo Post, some cool projects she's been working on, her creative process, mental health and more. 
एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू द क्लोजेट राइट ऑफ क्रॉनिकल्स आई हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट विद मी ऑन टुडेज एपिसोड आई हैव विद मी रोहिणी केजरीवाल बेटर नोन एज द फाउंडर ऑफ द आलिपो पोस्ट who brings the most amazing newsletters every week and she's been doing this for the past 7 years at this point so thank you so much for being here roni it's so good to have you here thanks for having me sangeeta it's uh, nice to also have a connection with you after our interactions on instagram dms um it's it's been really exciting to see your podcast grow and to be following your work as well so excited to speak to you today Thank you so much. So, you know, just to kind of quickly dive in, the first thing I want to ask you is, what is your earliest memory of being creative? Huh, okay. Um I actually um like I don't remember being the most visually creative kid. Um I used to jot down poems more than doodles um i know a lot of kids have grown up just drawing in their margins but um i unfortunately had art teachers who made me uh feel like i didn't draw the perfect apple and i don't know it was just like a very dismissive attitude towards creativity but i think my first memory of actually feeling drawn to expression i think more than even creativity was when i first encountered limericks um okay i think that was like a game changer for me knowing that you could play around with um the structure like it's just a five line poem and uh people like poets like spike milligan and edward lear kind of opened these doors for me uh mm-hmm. and it was just really nice to be silly uh with those kind of limericks and uh yeah i think after that when i started attending um boarding school in rishi valley um that uh-huh. was like another i think in my teens a slightly more formative time because i had an incredible english teacher who's also a poet himself and i think that was the first time where he encouraged uh just raw poetry like free verse and uh breaking out of the rules that were set um in school we also had a very open uh art culture so every year you could experiment so i've done batik i've done murals i've done woodcraft and pottery but it was all kind of uh i think that was like the starting point for me to see art as a uh democratized form of expression no but that's that's amazing honestly and the fact that you got to kind of try so many different things right and kind of experience creativity in, in different ways which i think is is really nice um so then having said that how did you start the alipo post then because that's kind of like i would imagine is like a culmination of a lot of things you have clearly creatively enjoyed and i think that really reflects in the newsletters you put out every week because it's such a mishmash of these like wonderful little trinkets from the internet as i like to put it um which is so amazing so you know how did it all start and you know what is the journey been like from you know the very beginning till now um it's actually funny that you say trinkets of the internet because to me i think 
the newsletter is like a love letter to the internet um oh i think the um so it started as an idea in 2015 um i don't think there were too many newsletters in india at the time um i was personally mm-hmm. only subscribed to one um called oddity and light and this was a poetry okay. newsletter that was started by a school senior of mine her name's raisa wakil and okay uh, i don't even remember like who put me on that list but i'm just so grateful that they did because it opened me up to this whole world of contemporary poets uh, i don't think i knew anything beyond like hw longfellow or uh, sarojini naidu or tennyson before that like it was all very school curriculum centered uh right. but just i don't know seeing the kind of universality in the poems that she was sharing um she used to write like a line about why she liked each of those poems and that really drew me in and then at at some point she was inviting people to take over so for a week i got a chance to curate poems for the readers and i think oh, wow yeah i think that was like the moment when i realized that i want to do something like this um because i was enjoying tumblr at the time a lot um just okay yeah yeah it was like a tumblr era and instagram wasn't such a big thing i think people were still on facebook um at the time mm-hmm. so um and i was in calcutta which is where alipur comes from like alipur is home for me that's the area i stay in um and i uh, like the post is just generally like the sense of somebody writing a letter to you or a note to you like a very personalized um com- form of communication uh uh-huh. and yeah i think i was just going through some like a rough phase back then personally and uh, the internet was kind of offering these gems i think what oddity and light what tumblr what my general curiosity um at the time like i was straight out of college um i had worked for two years in deccan herald and kind of just been exposed to art culture music and started mm-hmm. forming my opinions about what i like and what i don't um i was drawn to illustration and just bright colors um and i was already like collecting a lot of these links um so initially when i first actually sent out the newsletter it was just a a gmail um like just a literal email with an image attached um a poem that does not correspond to the artwork like it does right now um i think okay. like it was like one link a, it was one link and maybe like one song recommendation and this was actually a daily newsletter back then so for the first 3 years it was a daily endeavor to put together whatever i was reading and kind of just um it was like these outbursts that were happening uh and there was no sense of community or okay i'm building a newsletter it was literally just okay um i'm putting up a facebook st- status saying you know whoever wants me to spam you with things i'm finding please share your email id and i'm going to just send you stuff um so it was a really i don't know the newsletter culture has certainly changed today and now everybody seems yeah. to have a newsletter which is also cool but uh 
back then the drive wasn't to um you know like tell my story or any of that i think it was just like a place to archive my findings and curiosities mm-hmm. um and just you know create a space for them um and then I, so there was like a fopa on my part where um instead of bccing everyone i uh, cc'd them <laughs> you know how they used to be those like chain threads that kept happening and everybody was replying to all so that happened that like for a whole day people from different parts of india someone from berlin someone from new york they were just kind of like saying hello to each other through that one oh, email wow. and um a lot of people this like they wanted to hang out with fellow readers of the alipur post so my solution to stop that was basically uh let me start a facebook page and then all of you can converge there and get to know each other basically um the fact that i wa- i realized that there's a community um in 2016 and 2017 like just a year into it i also wanted to kind of create an offline experience um i had also moved to bangalore by then and um, just kind of rediscovering what the city has to offer and realizing that there's a lot of gap in terms of actual like genuine engagement between people uh-huh. uh between like minded people so i did mm-hmm. about three different uh, editions of these alipur post offlines which to me felt like mini festivals where there's like poetry readings happening there's a garden where you can just sit and draw there's plants there's games everywhere there's music and basically like how i would imagine an alipur post to manifest in a physical space um to try and kind of mm-hmm. hold space for that um at some point i also got too tired of doing the daily newsletters so that also shifted and just became um a weekly one and i think over time even things like the platforms changing it was all happening very organically like um mm-hmm. gmail only allowed you to have 500 subscribers so um i switched to tiny letter which seemed like the easiest newsletter platform at the time and then right uh, about a year ago they actually didn't send out a newsletter of mine which i had pressed send on and i got very upset and i decided to boycott them and move to substack which <laughs> i think has just okay. been a great decision because um i don't know it's it's really intuitive and uh i don't know my brain really works well with substack um just the dropping off images um the kind of formatting it allows uh mm-hmm. it lends to a very for me at least a personal lens to tell my story from um mm. and i think another shift that happened over the years with the newsletter was also me kind of bringing myself in um i think initially it was so random and uh when i started looking for the right image with the art uh with the right words um when i started mm-hmm. uh kind of like pouring out whatever i was going through into those newsletters um it just became a lot more of a personal space for me to express myself um to make sense of life in general and to talk about things which uh-huh. um i feel are not being spoken of like just even 
why it's important to have play coming into your creative practice for example and that's again something that um or mental health and these are just things i've learned and kind of been dwelling on and the newsletter becomes a space to um basically process all of that instagram uh-huh. is its own community but for me that's just a lot harder to engage um on a regular basis and i think instagram is the part which really overwhelms me but the newsletter mm-hmm. is the intended format um and yeah i hope to keep yeah doing this i mean at least the newsletter bit for as long as i can yeah i i hope so too because i think you're doing an amazing job with the newsletters and just the kind of content you bring out with those newsletters is just like i look forward to them every week at this point you know it's like oh it's it this week's edition has come out let's check what's there no it's also um funny like when i realized that when i started putting myself into the newsletter a lot more um two things happened like i think it distinguished me from the other newsletters that were coming in which were also just featuring poetry art links um in a very similar format and uh, mm-hmm. i i think people started relating more to the person behind alipur post um uh, a lot of people have always felt like it's an organization or it's a group of people but uh it's just me being vulnerable and a lot of people have actually like written in saying hey like you've been sharing a lot of sad poems of late are you doing okay or i haven't <laughs> got the newsletter this week what's up like are you going through something can i help and i think that's just really special because that's this unexpected perk or whatever like a layer of having done this for so long that not only have mm-hmm. i found my own voice but um i guess it's like a person behind the newsletter that people can also um kind of relate to which is interesting yeah of course and i think the reason the like the newsletter works so well is because there is like there is a lot of authenticity you can make that out when you read it and i think that's definitely one of the bigger reasons as to why the newsletter has worked so well and it's really sustained for so long having said that it's not easy also to you know kind of do this every single week and you know even when you go through each newsletter there is a significant amount of content in each you know letter that you do send out and it really got me thinking how do you find the time to just pull so much together to organize plan and really execute these newsletters because hey i started a monthly newsletter during the pandemic and i struggled and i've been on hiatus for a couple of months so i have no idea how you do it and i for one would really love to know how you kind of you know plan your newsletters do you have a specific routine or process is it very you know organic intuitive like and how do you select pieces because you show a lot of like there's so much diversity as well so you know how do you go about that um this might be a little long and convoluted uh that's fine yeah um so initially when i started uh even just collecting images from the internet i never realized like i don't mm-hmm. think back then we were that aware about um you know like crediting the right artist and um maybe just you know for me like i just remember all my 
jpegs that were saved in that tumblr phase were just like tumblr dot something 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 and then no artist name basically but then when i realized okay. that i want to uh, like basically i got more visually curious um i started going through um entire like bodies of work of uh, works of different artists uh, uh i think the internet is kind of funny in this way that it uh, now it's the algorithm and ai that's doing it but once mm-hmm. you find the places that feel like home um to me it kind of feels like i'm entering a gallery or a room and then kind of just like walking around seeing what's fitting the mood that i'm feeling the poems that i've selected um and basically i have like a i have two folders one is tap unused and tap used so it's okay. not very organized even within that um i need to have like big thumbnails to just d- go through those and i've started um going through a lot of the public domain archives um for the art mm-hmm. um or because i also run the alipur post as a journal and um there is a lot of like crowdsourced poetry art photography coming in um there's a balance of basically like things i've curated and things that people have shared um so that's the images um mm. with the general theme i think again like i said before it became a weekly edition it was just a very sporadic organic kind of like um just finding something nice and deciding to share it um with the weekly editions okay. i think my mind has started categorizing them into certain larger themes um what i've started doing with substack now because uh again like as a format the way you can draft things there earlier a lot of my drafting used to happen on gmail itself um okay and basically like any poem that i like from anywhere i just keep it in my gmail and then um when i'm moving it to substack now i've kind of got a sense of themes i'd like to explore so i've got it open right now i'm just going to read out some there's coffee there's tender love poems there's concrete poetry there's the addiction issue there's garden poems um and then there's also stuff for like september december and things already here because maybe oh, wow. i can use them i don't know <laughs> uh, so interesting for me to see um how alipur post as a mindset works for me versus other projects so um for example i've, I've been i've started this new page called huvu finds and um that's a page which is all about like flaws and creativity um and uh-huh. for that it's a completely different approach than what i do with alipur post with that there's like um a scheduling app later that i'm using um all the posts are kind of planned week by week in a google doc and then i'm exporting it i have mm-hmm. separate image folders marked by the date um none of that happens for alipur post i think it's literally just like what is unused and once it's used put it in the used column um but i i think that's what works with the alipur post as a format versus these other 
projects that I take on, the fact that it's coming to me, like, um, most right. of the curation and things happen on Mondays. Um, I kind of maybe find things over the course of the week, month, and just keep saving them somewhere. Um, but that kind of sense making and putting it together, maybe in a coherent way or not, um, all of that happens mostly on Mondays. Uh, but like you said, like, I think I've also become someone who doesn't like feel obliged to send it. Yes, it's a weekly newsletter, but I am a human being at the end of the day. Um, and I'm Mm -hmm. not getting help. And, uh, you know, if inspiration doesn't strike, I'm not going to just put out something for the sake of it. Um, and I think that kind of creative liberty and, um, just this sense of voice and, how I want to show up for myself as the Alipur post has evolved over time. Um, there's just because it's so much of a, like it's such an extension of who I am as a person that's ca- kind of coming in. It's a very easy process for me. Um, like I don't, I'm not someone who gets bored very easily. Um, okay. I think just because I'm curious and um, I've kind of sorted out a large chunk of the internet that I like between Feedly and Tumblr. Um, okay. And Instagram, I guess. Like Instagram now, it's like I follow way too many artists because I'm just like, oh my God, this is so good and I want to see everything you do. Um, but uh, between, I think like mostly Feedly and Tumblr and also my inbox, um, I get like the sources that I'm getting my content from are kind of all there. Um But it could be like a, like what I usually do is like if I come across a new journal, um, I don't know on what basis that, uh, you know, clicking one link, going into the other and kind of just going into that hole that is the internet, uh, how that happens. But it's like a fun journey for me. It's like a lot of meandering and almost like I'm going on a walk, but in this virtual space. No, but that's that's amazing that, you know, you've kind of found a process for yourself that works and it's it's working very well, I have to say. No, I think it's just taken time to arrive at this because um, I think even just at a personal level and uh, I know we're going to talk about uh, mental health later, but just even something yeah. as simple as Notion as a tool to um, basically like track thing, future links that I want to read, uh, putting mm. down like tasks at a very broken down level of, okay, today you have to look for, um, you know, maybe like go poem hunting today or um, work on this other newsletter that you've been toying with in your mind and like actually give it a form today. Basically like, mm. like it's become a space where these ideas uh can be seen visually by me. I think before that, all of it was happening in my mind and there was just a lot of churning and messiness in that process. But it's become a lot more streamlined now, I think. Yeah, no, that's... And yeah, that obviously really helps to have a kind of some sense of system, you know, like a method to the madness, as they say. But, you know, then... I wonder, like in, in your case, because you've been doing this, you know, for so long and you've built a community that's, I think, 
been growing really strong for the past, you know, seven years. Have you ever come across a phase where you felt, say, um, pressured to deliver and like, say, not disappoint? Because I would imagine then there is a certain level of expectation people keep from the newsletter, right? Have you ever faced that where you're like, oh, my God, like, I need to live up to people's expectations with this newsletter? Not really. Like, um, I'm very happy to go on breaks. I also don't feel like I'm answerable to anybody. Um, mm. I am doing it for myself. So even like last week, I was traveling. I was busy. I had too many deadlines at the end of July. So it just didn't happen. And usually I would like maybe put up an Instagram story saying, okay, it's not happening this week, but like I'll show up next week in your inbox. Um, here, it, I'm, I don't know. It's also... Um, I have a very different connection relationship with my inbox at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I think at this point, this is like the most number of emails, but I have some 5,000 emails which are unread right now. And oh, I'm wow. actually indifferent. Like, um, I think that is where I used to feel the pressure that, okay, I've not replied to someone for the last six months or 10 months even. And there's that guilt which keeps building up but I think listening to enough podcasts with you know freelancers and newsletter creators um, reading articles and things with people sharing the same problem and realizing that inbox zero or replying to everybody on time because you feel obliged to do that uh, I don't want to have those expectations from myself as a person uh, I would love for it to, um, you know, be inbox zero for me to actually have a better sense of time management, life management, to not take on too many things. Um, because other than Alipur Post, I do have like other work that I do. Um, yeah, of course. But um, even Instagram, like I like going on my little breaks from Instagram just to I don't know, maybe also give people a chance to miss it a little bit. Um, though that is not the intention for me. It's, uh, you know, my need for a break. But I don't feel that pressure. And say something like, um, this is my newsletter, which you also contributed to. Um, so when I started, this is my newsletter, the idea, uh, that was a pandemic newsletter. And for me, the mm -hmm. idea was that, I love working on newsletters. I love the process of creating, writing, curating and kind of putting it all together in this cohesive mail that arrives in someone's inbox and hopefully adds value or beauty or just a smile on people's face. Um, there is that very human connection that's happening with newsletters as a format. And I wanted more people to just try it out. So this is my newsletter just started yeah. off being... Um, me asking friends, family members, people who've just inspired me and uh, who've been like internet friends who have admired the journey of to do a newsletter. And it was just a one-off newsletter that was going out from them. But with that, um, when I was reaching the end of it, like I started it in August 2020. And I think in July 2021, instead of thinking of like, okay, who should the 53rd person be and making this like a long-term thing? I said, okay, I think I'm done. Like, I think 52 newsletters in over the course of a year is a lot. 
and if yeah. anyone is genuinely interested they have the entire archive to sit and go through and discover 52 amazing people um so a lot of these things kind of dictate their um you know like end point i don't have to steer it um i think one mm-hmm. of the reasons why i've also sustained alipur post as a you know at a personal interest level is because of that like there is a sense of detachment i'm not sitting and thinking about poetry 24/7 you know it's um i guess like the way people are consuming things on instagram for me it's a little more intentional way of uh consuming the content that i'm creating and then putting together the things that i feel you know people might relate to or resonate or that i want to put um down together and another mm-hmm. initiative that i had started in the pandemic chitthi exchange um yeah that was a pen pal project um i've always wanted to do it um because i love letter writing and at boarding school that was the one way to just stay in touch with people back home um mm-hmm. so i got really fond of that medium and i wanted people to experience it um i think pandemic and the general state of loneliness and um inability to connect and like zoom fatigue all of that was building up and i decided to just keep this again very organic approach to starting this project um i created a google form there were a bunch of questions that people answered and then i did the pairing manually myself and emailed each person wow um to say okay now this is your new pen pal i hope you all become like maybe best friends for life or not and that's okay um but at least you'll get to experience that joy of writing a letter and receiving one um but even with that like uh-huh. there was no timeline that i had kept in mind um i kept going on hiatuses is that a <laughs> <laughs> um basically like i've done about 10 like the the 10th round is ongoing now but it started off as a monthly thing then it became quarterly and then now it's basically like every 6 months because people are writing in to say hey like can you please open up we really would like a pen pal um i'm doing it so that is the only place where there's like a little bit of pressure that i feel where it's not even pressure it's like i want to keep it going but i wish that there right. was a more sustainable way of doing this on the regular on a regular basis because it takes up a good 5 6 days of my time like and you have people who um don't write to their pen pal who just sign up and then never actually do what they signed up for and that's a really unfortunate experience okay. because i'm all about like okay trust the community this is a safe space we are creating um luckily there've been no bad incidents or repercussions like um privacy breaches or things but uh okay there's a lot of faith with with which these things are done so yeah okay i don't know i i know you're asking about the timelines and how i manage these but uh yeah no no but it's it's really incredible to see you do so many initiatives right you know be it with this is my newsletter 
uh, who finds which is your most recent endeavor there's even dear jasmine which you just recently started which i think again is a really cool concept uh but then you know there's so many projects happening and of course the alipo post is where everything kind of really started and binds all this together the have you ever faced creative burnout because i feel like doesn't a lot of this also just demand quite a bit of your creative energy and right to keep creating and keep coming up with say um something new or something that will really resonate and obviously even when you're creating a lot of times it's also about is it satisfying you as a creator because obviously only if it really satisfies you it's really reaches out also to your audience a lot of the times so you know what is your take on creative burnout have you experienced it and you know what do you do to cope with it or you know recover from it oh sure i actually have in the past especially experienced a lot of it um i think creative burnout is also part of the process and uh you know when you're reaching it you start realizing that you need to have a healthier balance of work and play and just you know more time to yourself i think uh like the creative satis- satisfaction part is not ma- the problem for me um i guess it's um so for example uh years ago i have done a lot of these like 365 day projects um mm-hmm. where you don't really have the time to sit and judge yourself you just want to consistently write or um you know in the case of things like inktober or national poetry month which are like 30 day challenges you just want to create yeah. like it's just the idea that there is a community who's doing this along with you so there's just a little more motivation mm-hmm. but um even with my art like i also have a page road doodles um but it's only coming from a place of play like i don't think i can i don't think i take things too seriously in general like <laughs> um i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i know a lot of people who would <clears throat> think like a gazillion times before they put out something that they're really happy with for me maybe that mm. level where i'm content comes a little faster than others um i also like i struggle with memory a little bit and because okay. it's not uh, it's basically like me just living in the moment so um i guess there's like a little bit less accountability towards it being like this perfect thing so mm-hmm. even with say who who finds within 3 weeks of actually saying okay let's do this i was just like okay cool like i think we're ready to launch like um i don't want to overthink things um i think that's why the um the rawness comes through and for me that's mm-hmm. a very enduring quality because it just makes it more real it makes it more human um i guess uh-huh. i've also been doing this for so long that it doesn't actually feel like work like um i'm really grateful that at this point i don't have a full time job and i can kind of just spend my days dreaming writing drawing um coming up with collaborations uh even something like dear jasmine which is a 
non advice advice column um was started by me just because somebody wrote in saying hey um i've been thinking about this idea for a while and would you like to explore this with me like do you feel like you have the space on alipur post to uh share this and i don't know what it was like i don't know what it is about collaborations what it is about these you know these raw ideas that seem to be brimming with potential that i was just like okay you mm-hmm. please like go ahead and start and we got some 70 80 questions in the beginning and now um it's basically like a fortnightly newsletter that comes apart from the weekly newsletters i send out um uh-huh. and that itself like it has its own voice it has its own life the only participation where i'm coming in is actually like formatting it on the back end and finding the artwork for it but otherwise it's also mm-hmm. nice to kind of like give the reins to someone else um i have not been very good with actually like delegating work so even in these alipur post offline events everyone like saw me just you know being in point a point b point z like in a span of 5 minutes like i wish i was better at um i guess people management or um <laughs> you know trusting volunteers and things like that but right. also just friends who've been um, incredibly supportive and also just inspiring like i think one mm-hmm. of the best things that's happened for me um i because i've been interviewing creative people since i think 2010 or so um i mm-hmm. i just see them as human beings like i literally just want to talk and know the story and know about the process and why they do what they do versus it being this um you know daunting conversation that a lot of people might um like i think even say doing something like this with a podcast it's not the most familiar territory for me i'm also quite introvertish so i'm pleasantly surprised <laughs> that there is like a flow of thought that's happening um even in a format like this but i i think by and large i'm just a curious person who's happy to keep exploring and i think that's um led me to a lot of these places like uh i've been the vessel like it uh, i mean ideas are flowing through me sure but um it's kind of like just tapping into the universe and grabbing it as elizabeth gilbert says um the ideas are out there for everyone and if you don't take it on someone else will um right so there's also like i guess that that sense of uh, urgency or uh, i have a very distorted relationship with time as well like there's just a lot of time blindness so um half the times i even forget the initiatives i've started like i forgot that i run alipur post poetry month every april and inktober in october um but i think what's going to really help me and i hope to do this this year is to actually have a better website for alipur post um even for me to just kind of chart out the kind of different things that have happened mm-hmm. um i think 
at a personal level something that happened uh, because i started collaborating with um like minded organizations and brands was um that i started taking on this art director kind of role like i've always enjoyed writing and editing but um because i'm now so invested and closely uh, working with the artist community in india for example or the poet poetry community in india um i kind of just know whose work i want to highlight in a particular context um so mm. there's just a lot of intuition at play also um but in terms of coping with burnout um i think it's just me time that helps um away from the screen mm-hmm. taking decisions like i don't care if my inbox overflows and i don't care if like people are upset with me for not reverting like right now my website uh, hasn't been updated i think since may or june i don't know um and that's that's okay like i'm not running it the way others um are running their journals uh my submission mm. period also whenever i do put out any kind of open call i immediately get like 500 submissions and i i, I don't know i can't deal with that volume as as like one person so mm. most of the times i'm just like okay i'm going to avoid this right now because i literally don't have the bandwidth or time or inclination to do it so um yeah i think it's just easier when things flow at a more natural mm-hmm. pace and time um and i don't have to feel like i'm chasing a deadline okay yeah it also helps yeah. to not have a boss no but it's no that's really interesting to hear and that's also really refreshing that you know as much as possible you really don't try to take the pressure right um which can be helpful but then you know i'm curious because like since even you mentioned that you have been kind of doing quite a few brand collaborations as well uh, in the recent past you know bait with say mobi or neogi books or nevala and you know a lot of other brands but then like how do you manage you know those kind of collaborations where you know i assume they obviously do kind of have a sort of specific target or timeline they might want to do things in so then how do you kind of deal with those projects or collaborations so again with that um notion has been i think my savior i don't even remember how i used to do it before notion it's like my life is pre notion and post notion but now for example <laughs> if i have to do specific posts um it goes on to notion i use buffer for at least these kind of collaboration related posts um mm-hmm. just so that i don't forget those and i think because it's not like such a frequent thing um that does stay at the back of my mind so my it might be like one collaboration in two months or something or if it's going in a newsletter for example um i can just mark that in substack itself um okay uh and yeah even that has a bit of a system at play uh mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's kind of interesting to see how those kind of collaborations work because uh i don't like the idea of competition in the creative space i mean i think there's 
okay. enough space for everybody to do their thing and do it how they would like without having to compromise and when it comes to collaboration it's just cool to create like a new vision for it so even with mm-hmm. say who who finds um I, I actually like met them to do a zine with them um where i would be creating the zine but the conversation and the kind of ideas that i went with made them realize that you know you can just go do an alipur post on flowers and we can create a community around that um so say something like that is now the only full time job kind of thing i have going on um and mm. it's amazing because it's like a dream job for me to be curating flower related content um creating zines with people i'm starting a newsletter with them for that which is only going to be a monthly one because i don't have the scope beyond that um and again like some of that does eat into the you know either my personal time or other projects but mm-hmm. i try and stay on top of things i think just um I, i'm not even someone who like sits at the desk too much um but my laptop and phone are pretty much where all the work happens so a lot mm-hmm. of it is happening on the go a lot of it is just like mulling over things and daydreaming and letting things flow um yeah yeah no that's that's amazing and that's really cool to hear also right because everyone has their own process with it and i think in a world that's so like i feel like even the creative space has you know for better or worse has become a space where everyone's encouraging the hustle culture there also so it's just nice to see someone taking it you know kind of easy and being like hey you know let's encourage play here let's not uh, you know go overboard with it which i think is really nice yeah and i think um, it's a lot it's a gentle kind of hustle at least for me as a person um yeah it's it can't be like commercial driven and uh i don't know it has to feel very organic and natural and like like holding space together with whoever that collaborator is um yeah. and i've been very lucky again to have met those kind of people in my own life like people who become friends and um professionally as well no for sure because you know like the next question which i am getting to is you know about social media because as i said since the creative space is again becoming a sort of hustle culture kind of place social media is one of the bigger aspects of that um especially for writers and artists in today's day and age it, it is tough to make it uh, because social media can do a lot for you but at the same time the platforms are evolving so rapidly that it's really tough to keep up and it's come to a point where people for the sake of getting that exposure and doing well unfortunately compromise on the quality of their content um are there any you know rules or tips that you follow or have been following because i mean roini you've managed to like build a really impressive community and the fact is i don't think you've ever compromised on you know the quality and the kind of content you've put out which i think is really commendable today especially i kind of hate social media like i really feel sad that people think that alipur post is this instagram page um it's not like the soul <laughs> of it is the newsletter um yeah and i i don't know i feel like um 
I I mean I currently really hate Instagram because it's gone that full TikTok route and yeah. um a lot of people who have actually admired um I'm now seeing them do these weird lip sync videos and um I don't know like I I just I'm judging <laughs> and unfollowing people <laughs> very rapidly um so I think that would be the only tip like to really check in on um who you're following and what you want to take from the platform because um it's also been the platform that's helped me grow um grow into whatever shape and form the alipur post has right now as a community um mm-hmm. but uh something like say if i'm doing rain poems um on the newsletter i have to break up each of those poems into like um five different posts with different images or go to canva and put them in a certain way and then put it so all of that is like an extra hassle and i really dislike social media for that even on something mm-hmm. like later which is that scheduling app um you have yeah. to go and like do it individually based on character length and image ratio size and all that and it's like a pain i don't know uh, why people need things on so many platforms um but i think when it comes to actually posting especially for writers and artists um mm-hmm. maybe a little detachment helps like i um like i'm not sitting on instagram all day long um reposting stories or things it might just be a going through my feed and if there's something really exciting worth sharing i can repost it um but i don't end up doing a lot of my reading um there on the platform for me i need my laptop i need um google so that if i find an artist or writer that i like i can go read more of their work i can dig into their archives and um kind of see why like again make sense of what i'm liking about it um i feel mm-hmm. like it's all very homogenized on social media everybody's got that same aesthetic where you have an image and then yeah. you, you've overlaid the poem text over it you um the visuals are all you know it it's all too similar and i feel like uh, again i don't know if it's the algorithm's problem or um is everyone else kind of pandering to this um right but i don't know i'm waiting to see like uh, healthier approach definitely with with uh, when it comes to social media i have seen so many people's mental health go to um the dumps because of it you know whether it's not getting the validation you want or um i don't know just not growing at the pace you thought you would and feeling mm-hmm. like that is um saying something about who you are as a person or an artist or a writer and that's really sad yeah. because i feel like that sense of joy and exploration and play should be the driving force so for me yeah. even when it comes to like i think for me the freest space is road doodles because i literally just draw have fun with it and then um like export it from procreate to my phone and then just post it and then i'm done like um the mm-hmm. other thing is that say even if i have like 70000 
people who are following it the engagement and things like the rules of engagement are not dependent on me um with a substack mm. i at least get to chart my growth i know that there are like if there are 7000 subscribers i i can see that um they have come here and they are here to stay um whereas right. instagram it's a very hit or miss culture um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm also, i'm a friend recently told me about a new platform called arena um which oh. is a much nicer visual platform so i feel like i'm going to go and try that um and kind of steer clear of other things like for me now it's only instagram i don't bother with facebook twitter um i don't have the energy to keep up with those um and i think everyone's just generally like shouting and like vying for attention on all these platforms so um i just hope people find that sense of balance and authenticity going forward yeah no i completely agree it's it's become like this mad dash or race like it's just ridiculous it feels like everyone's a headless chicken on social media today honestly speaking you know shifting gears a bit uh i want to talk about mental health uh but i especially want to talk about um you know adhd since you've spoken about living with it uh, on other platforms and the reason i'd like you to talk about it is because you know there just isn't enough conversation today uh, on subjects like this and there's not enough awareness and it's always really insightful and helpful to hear you know from someone who is you know um living with certain um i, I don't want to say conditions but you know living with certain things and kind of going through certain experiences because it just kind of helps other people to really understand where they're coming from which is why i'd love for you to talk about it sure um i think it's been a very difficult journey for me to even um accept it at a public level um because right. there was that much stigma there was um i think the struggle was just a lot more intense um mm-hmm. but i think uh because i've kind of started making sense of adhd and what it means um for me to have it in my life um i've also taken it on at a personal level to start talking about it more and more it gives me some kind of hope and i think it's just a little empowering for me also to like get to write that narrative for myself um the mm-hmm. fact that it is a strength and it doesn't have to be seen as a weakness and that there doesn't have to be shame around it um but for me i got diagnosed last year um at the start of the pandemic actually i had a i i had this amazing therapist who came into my life last year and within a few conversations um she was quite sure that i have adhd um and i've been to many therapists before this and no one really picked up on it i think there was just uh, a lot of telltale signs for me there was um just like heightened emotions and uh 
a lot of reactivity which was unnecessary there was mm-hmm. insecurities with you know life love my own work there was a lot of doubt um and i think just the biggest thing has been the lack of time management in my life like i think i was just constantly on autopilot for god knows how many years and um getting this diagnosis has helped me really slow down um try and work with my shortcomings to uh have a little more stability and balance like just something like eating healthy or exercising regularly i know that this is something a lot of people struggle with but i think with people with adhd just uh do not have that sense of accountability so even recognizing a fact like that and seeing how strongly it's been there in my life um i'm grateful for things like that because i still eat <laughs> not that i still don't eat the right things i still don't uh, do what i'm supposed to do but there's a little more accountability that's come in um mm-hmm. i have started doing like just habit trackers on notion to see how my days and we- months and weeks are going um yeah. so something like me doing uh, i'm i'm learning french at the moment just because i've always wanted to and for the first time in my life i have a 36 day streak in anything uh it has wow. uh, yeah and you know things like that i think people who are good with routine and who are good with just doing the right thing inherently like just very either neurotypical or they just have their uh life more sorted i guess um mm-hmm. i i don't know i've i've started seeking out uh i think through the pandemic uh there was a lot of me time and just a lot of time to explore what i would really like to do so i ended up quitting my job which um wasn't satisfying me um i started therapy because i knew i needed help and certain recurring patterns had to go um i also realized that a lot of the things that at a professional level like say taking on too much work or um like meeting deadlines but being overwhelmed all the time that general state of mm-hmm. being flustered has reduced um okay also i feel like it's like if you have any kind of injury or a fever you don't want it to just keep weighing you down and like impacting other things in your life so it's right. kind of just been about like taking a more holistic look at yourself and trying to sh- trying to actually like be that better version of yourself that at least for me it's always been this projected thing in my mind but the mm. um that gap between reality and that version you want to be has always been really really far and now i can actually like i'm i'm proud of how far i've come it's been a hell of a struggle but at least you start somewhere and i mean you arrive at a different place every day and then you wake up and you realize that um you know over the course of at least for me it's been about 18 months of really like um reading a lot of books blogs newsletters that have helped me um 
deal with this talking to friends who are also diagnosed with adhd or other conditions um on how they cope i've started using art as therapy for myself like even say something like doodling on clouds which is what i really enjoy doing or drawing on flowers and leaves and things all of this kind of started from a place of i need that light in my life i need joy i need play and um identifying those really small things that do it for me i think even like say something like retail therapy while it has its benefits i think a lot of people are just binge watching binge shopping i think because of the pandemic yeah. revenge shopping became this real thing and when you have adhd and you don't have self control um things just spiral out of hand very rapidly uh and mm. you have to kind of like reel back a lot to even get to that starting point so there's been a lot of that resetting that's been happening Mm. but yeah i really hope that mental health can be seen in a more positive light uh and i i also believe that we don't have to be the perfect versions of ourselves um you could just start mm. showing up at whatever level you are and acknowledge that we're all work in progress and you do have to keep picking up the pieces and finding yourself along the way and uh it's not an easy journey so at least for me whenever i am having these real and vulnerable conversations with people um especially friends where i can see it um impacting them uh, a lot of people i know i have actually managed to push them to go start therapy um and uh, i'm i'm happy for all of us because i just feel like we'll all be better um when we start kind of facing our shadow selves and uh, like dealing with all the pain that we've been carrying around and it's not like just pain of whatever we've been dealing with um but mm-hmm. like just even something like intergenerational trauma um yeah or like family uh, histories that kind of play out in these um strange difficult ways uh, yeah I think yeah I think I'm just like a highly sensitive person and I'm happy to um have that curious lens towards myself because now instead of that natural um response to something being like self critique or judgment about oh, oh, mm-hmm. why did you do that now it's like okay you've done that what can we do next like what works for me and what doesn't work for me is now very very clear to me so it's like a no bullshit policy in life and i think it's just i'm happiest when people keep it real with me and yeah. with themselves i think we just start showing up in a more authentic way um for e- each other and ourselves and uh, i hope the world just becomes calmer yeah. more decent um if we keep showing up for ourselves and actually taking care yeah no for sure but you know more power to you uh you know for coming out and talking about it because uh, i know it's it's never easy to talk about you know i think most things in life it's never easy to really come out and put yourself out there and talk about but thank you so much for doing this um 
and yeah we're coming now to the end of this interview uh, and we always end with these last two questions so first off what are your creative aspirations what are you looking forward to in the near or even distant future okay um i actually have a separate notion page with uh, good ideas like future ideas good ideas um just random things that have come to mind um but uh, uh i i want to work so i've been toying with the idea of either starting alipur post as an imprint um wow but i don't think i have the capacity so i've again that's one of those conversations with myself of are you really sure you can take this on and i realized that the answer is no um so i i think i'll just maybe work on like one book instead i want to um like maybe put out an anthology of the poems that i've featured um in the journal so uh these are voices from india that uh people have submitted their work and i'm just honored to give it a space um it might also include art photography i'm not sure what that format would be like um i am working on um a publication actually it's a zine like independent thing that i'm doing with an organization called agami uh which is okay. in the law and justice space and for me that's been a very uh, uh new world and new conversation to enter into um but i've been doing uh, like we are basically telling the stories of 10 young justice makers from india and uh, i've okay. done the art direction on it and basically like a, a co-conspirator um in this journey so that's something i've been working on for almost a year now and i think it's going to be out in september hopefully um oh wow okay yeah i want to um another idea that i've been trying to work on is a photo book on female friendships um i think the pandemic has really made me realize that um the friends in my life i can totally be myself around them it's almost like full fledged re- relationships with them um in how we show up for each other and um just that level of openness and vulnerability so i don't know again what that could look like but that's a pipeline idea um i want to work on a bunch of po- like postcard books um one with my cloud doodles one with coloring hopefully like just pages that you can color in by my friend uh, mayur nanda who goes okay. by copycat design um i have uh, a very silly idea that i have which may never manifest is uh, a plant sitters club so for for example if people are going out of town and um you want someone to uh, take care of your plants and not have them die to actually like have a space where people can do this but again this is one of those uh, i will never really do it because it involves too much work kind of books um and uh, yeah i want to maybe do a, an exhibition or two i'm not sure what the themes would be but um 
I have a few ideas which have just been like growing and lingering. So hopefully something um, like as an actual physical, um, not even gallery experience because I don't want it to just be about coming and buying art. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, linked to, to an Alipur post offline, which I haven't done for many years now. Um, and yeah, and I also want to... Um, I, and I hope anyone who listens to this podcast, if you can facilitate this, it'll be great. But to have zine vending machines in India, um, wow! I really want to take that on. Uh, <laughs> I encountered one of these in San Francisco years ago and uh, my mind was just blown uh, that you can put in a coin and you get a zine. Um, and another idea that I saw was how you have like napkins in the toilet, like a dispenser that you pull out to have zines like that. Um, But basically to make more zines myself and to produce them maybe um, and create these kind of, uh, I guess, more uh, mass um, approaches to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but basically to make it a lot more accessible to people. Um, and yeah. last year, I also got into street art a little bit and I worked on a bunch of murals. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I hope I get to do that soon because I've been craving that a little bit. That's amazing. I mean, I'm like, is she is all of this just for this year? Is there more? There are no timelines which are set on any of these. So it's all very um, free flowing and uh, when time and mind, mind spaces align, these things are all there to consider. But I don't think, I don't know what's going to actually manifest. Um, I've become yeah. a big believer in actually manifesting. Um, Mm. and um, transference and just how energy flows and like how creativity flows so um, like I said like things just happen when they're meant to and I'm very okay yeah. with that no but it's just amazing like I, I was like listening to all your ideas and I was like oh my god this is cool and this is cool and this is really cool too and I'm really excited just hearing all this and I honestly can't wait to see, you know, the stuff you come out with. Uh, But yeah, okay, so coming to our last question, what is a piece of advice or learning you'd like to share with people? It can be creative or something you've experienced in life and just wish people were more aware of. No, I think um, my biggest um, learning over the years uh, has been to incorporate play into my life and practice um i think it uh, it just becomes a lot um, more meaningful for me when uh, even if it's a serious issue that i'm dealing with um that i'm trying to process through words or a comic or an illustration um when it just comes from that very natural instinctive voice versus trying to force it and to kind of keep having a lot of iterations um, when it comes to one idea, like to not really be fixed on it, on something, you know, either being just this way or that, um, to letting ideas flow, to letting, uh, again, creativity kind of 
chart out its own path. Um, so, for example, with um, murals, which I had no idea what I was doing, um, I was told to go climb a scaffold, which was like 30 feet high. And uh, there were no, um, saf- the, the safety gear wasn't in place yet. But oh, okay. it was just like instinctively going like I felt like a child or a monkey who was just kind of doing this because I wanted to go and paint a a little creature on top of the scaff but you kind of just have to have fun with the process and go in even as a clean clean slate and learn on the go like I think something for me and this is a question that even I tend to ask a lot of people and creatives in general is the whole nature versus nurture argument. Um, mm-hmm. Like, um, in my drawings, the I don't really have a sense of proportion. Um, I don't understand highlights and shadows and um, the correctness of things. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. again, like, just embrace that to be my style. And uh, I, I guess it works because now if someone sees a Rodoodle's work, they know that uh, that it is probably mine or like I think my biggest compliment has been my mother saying um, and now she's on Instagram because I was uh, I have inspired her to do that I don't know if I'm happy about it <laughs> but she like my mom gave me this uh, compliment that I know an Alipur post post on my feed when I see it so even just mm. you know ideas like that like um, I like the idea of things brewing, um, whether it comes to ideas or um, just letting something grow in its own time. Like you can have a general sense of direction, but Mm -hmm. at least I'm very driven by awe and curiosity. So to not, uh, again, like to not take things too seriously just opens up that space for more... uh, wholesomeness to come in like I like uh, I don't know if any of that was helpful though <laughs> no that I, I really like that answer and I think you know it's I, I completely agree and that's so true I'm just so happy that we got to have this conversation and it's been so wonderful to hear you just talk about your journey I know you've spoken about the Alipo post before in a lot of other places but I'm just so happy that we got to have this conversation today. So thank you so much for being here, Rohani. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. I really enjoyed your questions. And I think it's gotten me thinking also about a lot of these things that we've discussed. Um, Thanks. (laughs) So that was my conversation with Rohini Kejriwal. I really enjoyed recording this episode and it was a really wholesome conversation. Closing this episode with a poem written and narrated by Rohini. I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you next week with a new guest and a new chronicle to share. Talk soon! So... It was really hard to pick which piece of my writing or poem I could share with you today, but um, I have decided to go with a piece I call Advice. Um, 
and this was a poem that i wrote during the pandemic um it still sometimes feels unreal that we all collectively went through that and that we've actually come out okay um by and large uh so yeah this is advice these aren't ordinary times stop pretending like they are don't let your inbox get to 99% full optimize storage find things that spark joy let go of everything that doesn't stay home there are warriors wearing masks saving lives in hospital wards while you worry over the choice of pasta sauce call home life is fragile time is fleeting and there aren't enough i love yous you can say before the curtain falls think less love more be kind be kind be kind <laughs>